Y'all ready to be history? Get started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voice over talent and home studio guy. Line up, Here we go. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Tribooth. Don't forget the code PAP200 to get $200 off your purchase. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. In fact, their passion was heard at NAMM recently, and they won a tech award for their headphones, the HiX65s. Mm-hmm. Well done, chaps. Mm. Well nice deserved. They are Indeed. nice. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, a quick one. We um, just talk, I was mucking around on the weekend with a microphone playing around with a high-pass filter. And it sounded actually at one point like shit, to be honest. So my question is, and I think we're going to get a few different answers here, depending on from which corner the answer comes from, but should we be using a high-pass filter? Yeah. My yes. question is, why Only were you mucking around very with a high-pass filter? Yes, that's right. What were you trying to achieve, I guess, is the first yeah. question. Okay. To get high. High-pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. But should you, like if I'm doing a session here and I'm just going to send the audio off or someone's capturing at the other end, they're going to do all the processing. Should I use it? As, a, as an audio engineer, and I'm sure Robert would agree with this, the first question you ask before you do anything in terms of processing, whether it be voiceover or anything, is what am I trying to achieve? What, what do I want to get done by playing with this high pass filter. So, so my question to you- I AP, want to get we, paid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the, yeah, but, apart from that. But yeah, so my, my question to you would be, was there some low end rumble you were trying to get rid of? What were you trying to achieve in the first place? Well, the, the, what I was doing, I was, I was just mucking around actually, because I set up kind of like an area that I can get guests to record when they come in here so I can keep them out of my booth with their stinky, horrid little germs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can work out here, but I was mucking around with it, and I, I did actually notice that I was getting quite a bit of fan noise from the computer. Um, so I thought, oh, I might experiment. So I grabbed out the NTG4, chucked that up, hit the high-pass filter, recorded that, played it back. It got rid of all that um, low-end rumble, but it got rid of just about everything else. See, I, I'm not a big fan of the low-pass filter on the NTG4. Anyway, It's very you, aggressive. You know that. I re- yeah. It is yeah. very aggressive. I don't like it. Yeah. You know? So I think that's probably that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like okay as long as it's a really mild, uh, like high pass filter. And to me, I think that a hundred hertz is too high. Mm-hmm. Even eighty hertz is getting a little bit too close. Like something in the forty fifty range, yeah. where you really is nothing down there, and unless you know you've got like you're swinging low, mm-hmm. yeah, for a voiceover. I, <laughs> I mean, I've not really heard any frequency content on a VO below maybe sixty. Maybe yeah, or anything worth right. keeping. So 100, anyway, 180 right. yeah. are too high. So like yeah. 40 and 60 are like perfectly fine for yeah. that. And it gets rid of, yeah. it can kind of help with some high, some popping. If you have any DC stuff or things like that, it can really help with editing. Mm-hmm. Cause if not, you get click, click, click every time you go in and out of an edit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it helps um, a ton of rumble. I mean, yeah. it's so hard to edit unless you're using Twisted Wii, which has auto extend to zero crossing, which fixes all the, gets rid of all the discontinuities automatically. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you don't have discontinuities very much if you high pass because there's no 
there's not so much of a distorted waveform. You know, you don't when you're in your room tone, you don't have that big wavy line when the mic is picking up 22 hertz for no good reason. You know, right. just because it can hear it. You know, I call the TLM 103, for example, the seismograph. well yeah probably pretty true absolutely yeah so having some high pass filters good but yeah some of them just don't work as well they're too even the apollo i think is around 80 when i kick on the apollo and sometimes i go "Mm, neuter did it a little bit too much and other times if it's a woman's voice and there isn't much content below 100 then it's perfectly fine and it kind of depends. And then, and then you got to worry about like how steep it is. Like, I'll tell you the craziest one. Do you guys know what the high pass filter is in a MyLab VIP 50? No. no. <laughs> Should I know? Let's guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, Michael Jackson's saying. Oh, yeah, Jesus. On, guess, well, God, if Michael Jackson was singing, it could be about 1K, couldn't it? Right. <laughs> um, it's super gentle. It's got to be. But what do you think the, the knee on that thing I is? I think it's 6 dB per octave. Yeah, it's really slow. Really shallow slope. Right. It's going, it's subtle. You ready for how, what, what the setting is on that thing? Oh, it's less than that? Yeah. I think it's set to 400. Oh, 400 hertz. And then what's the slope? Extremely gentle. Whatever the hell it is. That's how the U87 is too. It's at like 200. Is it? I think it's 200 is the U87. Yeah, it's really. But it's again, gentle. And the trend has gone towards more steeper slopes. But I like some of the mics have dual position. Yeah. Uh, so they have like a steep slope at a lower frequency and then a shallow slope at a higher frequency. Right. So you get the best of both worlds. You can kind of switch back and forth. Because the the steep slopes, and especially depends on how well it's designed, you can get some phasiness and some ringy kind of stuff down there if if, yeah. if the slope is too sharp. You know, there's always trade-offs. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when basically you can hear something go away with the high-pass filter. The only thing I want to go away is rumble and that's it um and maybe it helps with a couple like really egregious p-pops yeah so with the, with the oc818 talking about austrian audio being a sponsor of course um their high pass filter is 40 is it do they go as low as 40 yeah 40 80 40 80 and 160 Okay. And the 160 is too high. The 80 is probably okay. The 40 is definitely pretty much for voiceover. You're not going to really have a problem using it. And I would expect, to be honest, I haven't used it on the Austrian audio yet, but I would imagine that it's well done and probably doesn't have too many artifacts. Here's, here's the thing I tell some of my clients too about when they should use a high pass filter. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys that produce. You know, you connect to a voice actor studio on Source Connect. They're on a TLM 103 inside an ISO booth. And the ISO booth is lovingly passing along 60 or lower hertz, you know, standing waves or rumbles or something. Right. Yep. Would you prefer that A, be left alone? Or B, would you prefer that to have already been dealt with on the way in before you even see it? So that your woofer cones remain intact. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't mind dealing with it. To be honest with you, if I know it's there, it's personal preference, I guess. Because I'm just thinking. I'm just telling actors. Like, imagine you know the client sitting in the control room. Your voice is passing through unscathed, all low frequency intact. The engineer doesn't know or care enough to put a high pass. Yeah. And there's a subwoofer in the room. And mm-hmm. you mistakenly pop the mic or <laughs> oh, anything, yeah. and the yeah. software's like, boom. Yeah. Then, then everyone has to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, that should be bypassed. But I mean, my God, the engineer would 
you would think would put a high pass filter. You would hope. At least 60 hertz. Surely, that's right. Yeah. But if yes. they don't, I've listened to Bjork albums where, you can, where she's popping the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I'm hearing plosives and I'm like, how did they not catch that, you know? Um, why didn't they get rid of it in the studio? Um, you know. I mean, if you listen to like some splits from music stuff, the headphone bleed is just egregious. Oh, and totally. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Have you ever heard Mick Jagger's vocals isolated? No. Have you oh, ever heard... Uh, <laughs> What's, what's his face? David Lee Roth's uh, vocals isolated for... Um, uh, Panama? Jump? No, not Jump, not Panama. What's another one? Um, uh, Dreams? Oh, God. No, that's Sammy Hagar. Oh, that is Sammy it's, Hagar. It's hilarious, though. I mean, you can hear him in the solo walking around the room, and all of a sudden he finds one of those things that goes like, like, like the little propeller inside the tube that, that makes like the high-pitched sort of sound. He's <laughs> just like... And he's just like, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh. like just crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious uh, to listen to it. Just like, yeah, isolated, you know. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you a story though, and I think if uh, Des, who was on the show, Des DeKean, is listening, and I think we talked about this when he was on uh, many many moons ago when I was working on on air at a radio station in Adelaide. It was the beginning of FM radio, commercial FM radio in Australia. We were late to the party. Um, so it was sort of early 80s, and we got a lot of audiophile guys that were getting right into it. And some guy uh, had just bought this hugely expensive hi-fi system with these massive Wharfdale speakers. And I, by accident, popped the mic. The next morning, uh, <laughs> I got called in. <laughs> I just had a call from one of the listeners you blew up his speaker. Oh, no. I'm like, oh. It's like Howard Stern. Do you Stern think Howard Stern a- turned off the... Uh, <laughs> you're going exactly where I was going. Do you think he turned off the high-pass filter for that one? That's no, right. That's no right. I don't think so. I think he probably, No, that was yeah. the high-ass filter. Yeah, he gave it a bit of boost, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. What yeah. a genius. Yeah, but look, I mean, yeah. coming back to your original question, IP, I reckon, you know, look, I know I sit here week after week and I say don't process, but we all know that there are occasions when you sort of have to in any recording situation, but always ask yourself, you know, just what am I trying to do? What, what, what's the end result that I'm looking for? So, okay, so I put the high pass filter on on my mic and it sounds like shit. Okay, don't just leave it and go, well, that's the best I can do. I either go, I won't bother or come up with a plan B. Is, yeah, you know, to, to find something that does work, that does what you want it to do without being detrimental to the rest of the audio. I mean, yeah, yeah, like actually solve a problem. Don't apply a fix to something that doesn't exist. Yeah, is the first thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Don't do anything. If it doesn't need anything, don't touch it. I mean, I was I was watching yeah. something last night um, on YouTube. It was I think it was Chris Lord Algie, and he was talking about mixing the new Lady Gaga track, the one that's in Mavericks. Pretty sure it was him. I'm pretty sure that was the track. And it doesn't really matter. But he was talking about, like, he, he said, there's been occasions with vocals where I actually haven't really touched the EQ. I've reached for compression. I've reached for blah, blah, blah. But I haven't really had to touch the EQ because nothing needed doing. So, yeah. you know, you, you're yeah. talking about it that like level. Like with the 41.6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're talking about it that level, you know, that, that even that they, that there's guys like that that go, well, I, I don't need to put any EQ on, so I'm not going to because there's nothing that needs EQing. But it's also making sure that whatever you send out is as clean as it possibly can be. So if that means, if there is a low-end rumble, I guess, 
then maybe you do put a high pass filter on, but just don't be aggressive with it. Just give it enough I, to clean I, it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, a, there's a certain thing that can happen with processing where it's like, you're, you're like, okay, this EQ, this high pass filter, this compressor, this multiband compressor, all of a sudden you got so many things on it and you're like, and then you take a step back and you realize it sounds like crap. And it just incrementally slowly started sounding like crap, like boiling a frog until all of a sudden you've killed it. Yeah. And you don't realize how good it is. And then you, when you turn everything off and you're like, oh man, like that mic's really natural and clean and not bad. And why am I putting all these things on there? Because I, I want to like use the stuff I bought or something. Um, if there's not a reason to don't use it. Cause oh, those things come yeah. with a price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get people are like, can you make a preset for me? And then they rattle off the laundry list of plugins that they own. No, wow. Yeah. And, then the, <laughs> yeah. and I have the UAD plugins too. Da, 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 and, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm only going to use what I deem necessary. I'm just because you own these things, I'm not going to just put them in there. So, um, you know, just so you're aware. <laughs> if yeah. I know that I can get the sound I need using native plugins and just very, you know, straightforward tools that aren't heavy on your system, don't require licenses, and on and on and on. That's what I'm going to use to get the end result. You yeah. Know? Less is always more. I mean, I've seen that with just mixes. You know, you do the whole mix and all of a sudden you're like, why? And I think a really important thing, just if you're doing, you know, you watch people mixing music. And the first thing you do is they put the kick fader up and then they reach for the EQ and they add a bunch of low end mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And, and they start going through the whole thing before they've, it's like, you know what the first thing you should do is just balance everything That's out. Right. Listen to what you need. See where yeah. you're at. Yep. And sometimes like things are counterintuitive with audio. For example, you want your kick drum to sound like it's really weighty. Maybe you don't need so much weight in your kick drum and you need a good, solid blend with the bass guitar. And then all of a sudden the thing sounds like it has a great foundation and it's not just like kind of like flobbing all over the place, being unclear. You have like some tight, you know, less is more. Like the way they used to record for vinyl. You know, you couldn't put a load of bass in because the- Wouldn't handle it. The record wouldn't work. Well, I mean, the, the needle would jump through deep, the next- Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd blow a whole mastering record. So they had to work out a way of making it sound like it had low end without actually adding it. That's right. You should be an engineer, AP. What are you doing? Sitting on that side of the mic. (laughs) What do you mean? And then then other bizarre tricks that they used to use for vocals, like they would encode Dolby but not decode it. Ah, so you get that sort of teeny. Give it that that airy, sort of it's like another version of like oral exciter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's clever. And what, and just blend it in with the original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just just give that kind of crispy kind of edge to it. Let it cut through stuff. I never heard that. That was an old like trick in the 80s. I like that one. So the moral of the story is if you're a voice talent, don't try and be an audio engineer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, look, caveated by what we just said. Like, yes, there probably are going to be times that you need to do something, but just do the bare minimum. Don't try and be all, I've got to fix it completely. Just do what needs to be done and leave it on. Fix actual problems. That's right. Totally. And not on the way in if you can help it. Preferably, and that's the beautiful. That's the beauty of the digital age. Is you know you can play with it afterwards. You can put it down and you know yeah. sort it out later. I mean, there's like a high pass on the microphone works as long as it's not in the way and not cutting out too much. It lets you optimize your gain. It makes it so that if you're compressing things or whoever's compressing them, because you shouldn't be, but compressing things later, the compressor's not getting knocked by some stupid thing that 
no one's going to hear anyway. So all they, all they end up hearing is the gain reduction from, you know, whatever it is that made the mic hit a bunch of low end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if it's, if it's a gentle out of the way, high pass filter, you're probably okay. But if you don't know, then just don't even flip the switch. Yeah. 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 Good idea. Yeah, if you don't know what it's doing and you can't hear the result of doing it, then turn it off. That's another, yeah. that's another big tip for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Cause if you're, if you're evaluating your high pass filter with your laptop speakers, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one last thing, I'll throw this to you too, Robert, and get your thoughts. But I mean, if I was in a remote session and say it was for the argument's sake, I know it would never happen because I know AP's room too well. But if, if we were having that discussion, you know, I, I would have no issue with the voice talent going to me, hey, I've noticed for some reason today there's a bit of low end rumble. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Do you want me to do anything about it on this end? No, it's cool. Just leave it. Just give the engineer the choice yeah. as well. Give them the choice. Yeah, that's like right. this or like that. And the engineer can tell you quickly if that's helpful or, helpful or exactly. not. Exactly. I don't think there's any engineer on the planet that's going to beat you down because you tell him there's a bit of an issue, um, especially if it's just something as simple as I, for some reason, my fan's going crazy today or whatever. You know, it's like I, I would have no issue with that. I would never sort of look down or go, well, fuck, you know, sorry, we've got to it's cancel like, the session. It's like going to your doctor and telling them that you don't smoke, even though you've been smoking for 30 years. Yes, that's right. They're, they're not going to be able to help you if you lie to them. Yeah, 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 and that's right. You're not hiding it from the people that it matters to. I agree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. There anyway, you go. There you go. Time to fire up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite, with thanks to Tribo and Austrian Audio, recorded using Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters, and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.